What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Sassy Lash Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This podcast is dedicating to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for a company or yourself, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We're the owners of Sassy Lashes. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you guys what started out of a tiny bedroom with no money has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and share you guys share with you guys a raw version of what things are really like. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about things we wish we would have known before opening our first salon. Uh, before we get into it though, I just want to talk to you guys about a couple quick updates. So we're really excited to announce our Sassy Lash class is going to be going on the road. We're going to be doing two classes out of state in July. So July uh, 8th through 12th, we're going to be in uh, Austin, Texas. Austin. Thank you. Austin, <laughs> Texas. We've already had a bunch of people sign up. Super excited. We're really excited. We'll be doing a five-day lash course. It's going to cover uh, classic mix, volume, mega volume, marketing. Everything. Everything. Head to toe. And then the second one we're going to be doing is going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona. That one is going to be July 29th through August 2nd. So if you get a chance, go to stassilashclass.com to sign up or to check the dates for that. We do have a financing program yeah, in place. through PayPal. Through Super PayPal. Awesome. we got six months, no interest, mm-hmm. no payments. Uh, just really cool payment options for you guys. Uh, next thing I want to tell you guys real fast is we're super, super proud of you guys for following us and supporting us with this podcast. Yeah. We have actually moved, believe it or not, from spot 250 down to spot 99 on all business podcasts, Woo-hoo. which is actually saying something that yeah. tells us that you guys are referring people. Keep it up. Obviously, we don't charge a fee for this. We read the comments all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's telling us, hey, keep putting out content. This has helped us grow so much. So obviously, the only thing we ask in return is that you refer somebody and help us grow this movement Yeah. so we can become number one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so we can start <laughs> continue to move up and keep doing this. Yeah. Um, last thing. You want to tell them about the last contest? Yeah, we're really excited. So we had um, amazing feedback from the last contest we did. So we decided that we're going to do a different one. Um, to me, this is extremely important just because there's so many options for lash classes out there. So we decided we're going to do a giveaway for one of our five or three day lash classes. You can actually choose the date, but we're going to do a contest. We're going to pick a winner for um, basically a free lash class. It's a $1,600 value. Um, I love doing this because, you know, there's a lot of classes out there that are like one day ours is five and three. It's just, it's a huge value to you guys. So, um, tell them what they have to do. do. So all you have to do is send me a million. I don't care. All you have to do is, uh, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh-huh. and follow us uh, at sassy lashes LV on Instagram. Yep. Take a picture of it. Send it to giveaways at sassy lash brands. Dot com. That's giveaways at sassylashbrands.com. And we're going to run that till, I don't know, June? Yeah. Till June time. <laughs> All right, cool. So go ahead and jump into today's episode. Uh, we wanted to do something new that we haven't done before. I want to tell you guys, when we do these podcasts, we try to keep them between like 10 and 20 minutes. I love podcasts as much as the next person. However, I hate it when I look down and I see it's an hour-long podcast and it's just like words for words. We try to give you guys like real content Get it in a short window so you can get as much value. And if you missed it, you can always go back and catch up on it yeah. in a short window. So that's why we do it that way. Now, having said that, when we do, when we do these podcasts for you guys, uh, we decided we're going to start doing a little reflection of a time when we were super, super broke. So obviously, we've, we've grown this company pretty big into a big company now. 
but I think it's important because I know a lot of people out there are struggling and, it's, and they're first starting out. And I think it's super important to note that, you know, yeah. everybody starts in the same time and it's good to reflect back on a time when you didn't have anything. So my wife actually had something. Yeah. Sure. So I just think it's super important because like even us, like I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? And then I always think about something that we went through or I went through in the past um, that makes me appreciate the day and kind of get motivated. So I'm like a crazy worker. I think like that's a great characteristic. Like I'm a, I'm a super hard worker. And what makes me work so hard is thinking back of like when I grew up with no money. So it's kind of funny, but it's a sad story. When I was, I think I was like 10 years old and um, super broke. We were like EBT, like food stamps, whatever. And there was a thing called Arctic League. And it was um, the community would give back to people who didn't have any money. So if you don't know what Arctic League is, you can Google it. If you do, we need to be best friends. So um, (laughs) I don't know if my mom screwed out the paper, screwed up the paper or they did. But basically, you have to write down like um, the sex of your kids. So it was supposed to be, you know, two boys, one girl. Well, they screwed up. So on Christmas, we got three garbage bags full of toys and they were all for boys. So for Christmas, I got a garbage bag full of boy toys. I mean, but... Your brother got boy toys though, right? Yeah, yeah, we all did, but they screwed it up. So I always think of like little things like that just to kind of keep me going because, um, you know, I always think of it like tomorrow we could wake up and everything could be gone. So I just, I always work super, super hard just because you never know. You may be fortunate one day and everything could be taken from you, you know, the next day. So I, I still work like I'm on food stamps and have a negative bank account. I think that's important. There you go. It's a great way to look at it. All right, so jumping into today's episode, things we wish we would have known when we first opened. This is kind of like a a loaded uh, topic because everybody thinks in the beginning, I'm going to open a salon, I'm going to decorate it real cute, people are just going to show up, and I'm not going to have any problems, I'm just going to print money, right? (laughs) (laughs) That giant ATM machine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this, this is like, this couldn't be farther from the truth because there's so many things, and I don't, I know... A large demographic of our audience is female, so I don't want to say you get kicked in the balls, but <laughs> there are so many things that you don't foresee coming that yeah. we went through that was just brutal. So I think the first one to lead off with was probably the most uh, gut-wrenching, worst one we had to endure in the very beginning. Yeah. So when we first opened at our uh, eastern location a little over three years ago, mm-hmm. we had three lash artists and no receptionists. We were super broke. Any money we made, we invested back in the company. You guys know the story if you've been listening. So one of the things that happened was um, some, one of, someone said, hey, you need to get a non-compete for your girls. And I'm like, well, why do we need a non-compete for? Mm-hmm. And the non-compete, they said, well, just was to keep them, you know, because we hired them out of beauty school. They didn't have any clients. Yeah. It's to keep them from taking those clients that you're spending money marketing on and then taking and just running off and doing their own thing. Yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, well, that's not a big deal. I'm just going to go on legal Zoom or get some legal jargon and make my own non-compete. <laughs> oh, my god. So number one point I want to tell you guys today Make sure you get an attorney, yeah, a good one, mm-hmm. and have them do a non-compete for you. Okay, yeah. this is why this is important. Tell them what happened to us. Um, so you know, I was just so we had three lash artists, three, right? Yeah, yeah we had three when we first started, and um, we invested so much time into training them. They didn't know volume, they didn't know mega. They came straight out of beauty school. They came straight out of beauty school. They really didn't know anything, and you know, they really did stick with us for a while. So I think a lot of it was like just you know okay, on a handshake type thing, right? We didn't really have any legal documents saying like, you can't take clients if you leave. And then what happened was, you know, they ended up leaving, well, two of them. And no, I'm sorry, three of them. And then we lost clients. We lost almost all of our clients. Yeah, it was awful. So imagine being broke, starting to make a little money, investing in your company, and Mm -hmm. then going back to being broke again. Yeah. Like 
every one of them left. And we were like, no big deal. We've got this uh, non-compete that lawyer Mike wrote up here. <laughs> and so like their attorneys answered and were like, this is a joke. Yeah. You, you want them to not work in the state of Nevada, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever, in the state of Florida. In the state of Florida or Canada, <laughs> whatever, whatever other bullshit you put in that contract. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer, okay? Yeah. I'm from, from Ohio. You know I mean, <laughs> I barely graduated high school. So like, we, we put together this non-compete, and these girls just ate it alive. They, yeah. they not only uh, took our clients, but they literally like drew a middle finger on the front door as they left. Yeah, they bashed us. It was, it was, it was brutal. It was definitely a learning experience. So we're just telling you... Um, Definitely like save your money, get a good financial foundation going. We like maxed out credit cards. We were just like super broke still when we opened. We we didn't even get a paycheck for a few years. So definitely spend the money to get a great attorney, get a good non-compete. That's fair. You don't want like a one or two year non-compete. You just want to make sure that it's clear that they're not taking clients because realistically it's money out of your pocket that you've spent yeah. on marketing. And yeah, we, we obviously, you guys know our story. I told you we... we <laughs> Showed up to look at our first uh, salon. I was wearing a Bud Light t-shirt and Air Jordan flip-flops. The landlord yeah. looked me up and down like, this deadbeat's not going to pay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why we, you know, try to do things a little little better than we did. It's good to have a little money. There's, there's going to be some unforeseen things you're not going to know about in yeah. the beginning mm-hmm. that you're going to need to pay for. Not just like the supplies and decor, but there's going to be stuff you're going to need for the legal kitty. Yeah. If you stab someone in the face with a tweezer great insurance great insurance all that (laughs) stuff uh next one is this one's super important so make sure you evaluate your lash artist and cut the dead weight yeah and oh this is hard and this is something that i had a really hard time with why did you have a hard time with well, number one we is... We had a hard time getting lash artists. We had such a hard time. We would advertise. We're like, hey, must know classic and volume. Yeah, must like, have a pulse. Must, like, <laughs> yeah, we're like, you're all going to fly in here. Everybody's like, I'm not going to work there. No one's ever heard of you guys. Yeah, like, like you're oh. nobody. So we invested so much time into these lash artists. And, um, you know, at first, everything was amazing. They were they were great. They were... And I'm not saying they're not great now, but... Yeah, we love you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it was a great relationship, uh, you know, at first. But... You know, things happen and vibes change. And um, I think I th- we just hung on to them for too long because I was so afraid of obviously losing money, but, you know, my business crippling and finding other lash artists to replace them when you're still building your brand is so hard. I, th- I think the thing is, you, and you'll see this, and I'm not saying this to knock lash artists, once you finally open your own salon and start paying for the marketing and, mm-hmm. and paying for everything yourself and doing, you know, going out and doing it, jumping into the deep end and swimming with the rest of us, you're going to find out that the lash artists are going to see when you finally do start to make money. Yeah. We talked about this before. In the beginning, you're not going to make money no. as a salon owner. The no. lash artists make money. You won't make money. But what's going to happen is you're going to see that these lash artists are going to start to think you're just making all this money because they're like, okay, well, they're paying me 50% of the profits. How much are they raking in? Yeah. Times three girls. They must be just killing it, right? Which is a big misconception. Huge. So I think a lot of times the lash artists will start to think that you're making all this money hand over fist. And then they're like, well, why am I giving half of it to them? I can yeah. be taking this money and, and going and doing my own thing. Yeah. So I would just say cut dead weight. If there's something that's not right or a bad vibe or you're just getting terrible feedback on the lash artist or you feel like they're plotting something, I would just let it go. Cut your losses before it gets too bad. Yeah. God gave everybody a gut instinct for a reason. Yeah. You, Trust yours that bitch. Would, yours would literally kick in. She'd yeah. wake up and be like, I had a dream that so-and-so stealing clients or... Yeah. Uh, starting, you know, starting issues at work. You yeah. know what I mean? And then literally it would like come to fruition. The, yeah. the same thoughts she were, were having 
would start coming out. Like that lash artist was always causing problems, starting yeah. drama. So just cut it quick. Cut it quick. Yeah. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, too, is getting an online booking mm, system. Yeah. Tell everybody how you did it in the beginning. So in the beginning, I'm I'm a control freak to this day, but in the beginning, I was like just so obsessed with building up my brand that I would book all my appointments via text. So I would literally be on my phone like more than I am now personally texting all these different clients. And, and I'm doing lashes? And doing lashes. So you hear clackety-clack on your phone, those little <laughs> like, nails going clackety-clackety-clack. Because clackety, the clack. thing is, is, is my mindset was like, this is so personal, like, you know what I mean? And also, like, if you go to an online booking site and something's not available, I was afraid that they would go to another company because we weren't available. Well, if they text me, I would move appointments around, get them in. And so I would be texting, like, hundreds of clients, like, trying to get them in. Um, I just didn't want to make the switch over, you know, to an online booking system when we you know obviously when we switched to booker it was like oh my gosh such a relief but yeah. i literally did that for probably like i don't even know a couple, a couple years. years yeah yeah it was it was crazy it drove her nuts because she always had the phone in her hand always. morning noon night yeah once we get an online booking system the clients just go on select their appointment select the time pick the set they want it even sends them out reminders so you don't have to text them the night before and be like, hey, don't forget to come tomorrow. You know? Yeah, so get just invest in it because it's going to it's gonna be mental sanity for you for sure. Yeah. Uh, next one is also knowing your worth yes. when it's time to cut clients. Yeah. So a lot of you are first starting out in your last journey right now mm-hmm. and you are doing a lot of friends and family members and you're doing like $10 lashes or $20 lashes. Yeah, and everybody always asks, like, when do you increase your prices? And some of you have gotten good. Like, we've seen some of your work on IG and mm-hmm. being only two, three months yeah, as a lash artist. And your work is super good. And I'm here to tell you, you're devaluing yourself. Yeah. Okay? And everything, oh no, I'm going to lose my mom, my sister, and my best friend. You know, <laughs> oh no, there goes $30, right? Yeah. You could do one mega volume set for even, you know, 100, 150 bucks. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the fact you just lost those three. Because if they're coming back for $10 fills, you know what I mean? Like, hmm, think about it. What do I want to work smarter or work harder here, right? Yeah. So I think you guys need to start, you know, realizing you're better than you think you are. Uh-huh. And I think it's a confidence thing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, a lot of you out there are really, really just kind of dragging your feet on, you know, I don't want to raise prices. I don't want my mom to be mad. I don't want my friends to be yeah, mad. Yeah, or also, like, it's always a time thing. Like, there's lash artists we have at Sassy that have been lashing, like, a year, and I would put them up to any master lash artist with all these other places in town. They're amazing. So people look at it like, I've only been lashing for two months. Okay, girl, you've been lashing 14 hours out of the day, right? For, for a month or two. So you're amazing. And with me, like I would bring, when I would work from home, I would charge like nothing. And then when the clients followed mm. me to Eastern, I would still um, give them that price. And it took me forever to like gain up the confidence to be like, okay, we're increasing our prices. You know, yeah. afraid that we would lose them. But know your worth and just, you know, you should charge what you're worth for sure. Yeah. And I will, I will add this one last note. We're going to actually do an episode on uh, growing your confidence too when you first start out. Mm-hmm. But I will add this. The people that you are hanging on to that are taking advantage, because that's essentially what they're doing. And I get it. They're friends, they're family. And you want to hook them up. But at some point in time, you're going to start to get busy. And every one of those clients that you're hanging on to and you know doing a $10 or $20 set for just to hook up, it's literally like stepping over a $500 bill to pick up $100 bills. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense logically. It doesn't make sense financially. Yeah. So you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys today in this episode. As always, we thank you guys for tuning in and subscribing. And 
Don't forget the contest. Don't forget the contest. Please make sure to subscribe and refer yeah. people. We'll grow this thing as a movement. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.